talk about the longest work week of our lives. We have been working so fucking much. I clocked in 80 hours. I don't think that I'm awake right now. I think I'm actually sleeping. Am I? <laughs> is this a dream? Not, Am I? Is this a dream? You're I'm not sleeping. setting it up nicely for them. <laughs> we're not here and we're dead. Speaking of which. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, we missed a week because we were working, working. W- w- so like working, much. Working, working. Like working like dogs. Like get there in the morning and leave at night. Leave in the morning. Leave, get there in the morning, leave, leave in the morning. Leave in the morning. Um, welcome back to the Speaking of Which podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And we-, we got a kegerator. Oh, my God. We got a kegerator. Oh, my God. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. But here's the money magic story, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we will talk to you about what has been going on with work and us, and there was big stuff going on. But we ended up with an, a keg, like a full keg, as one for does. free, as one does, <laughs> you know, because there was leftover drinks from this event that we were working. And we brought it home, but we knew we weren't going to be able to drink it in time, so George and I went back and forth with thinking about, like, what are we going to do with it? We can't let it to go, go to waste. And finally, I was like, you know what? I've been working so hard. I, let's just get one. Let's buy one. That way we have it. If we ever want to get a keg again, or like we just have it, like how cool is that? Let's just have like kegs in the house that we can just <laughs> buy. like that's so baller, right? <laughs> so we decided to do it. It's an investment, right? A uh, couple hundred dollars is, yeah. is a big investment, but I was like, you know, fuck it. Like let's mm-hmm. do it. So we went. It's not we, even Natty Light. It is. It's Oberon. And it's so yummy. Good. Like, that's like probably it's one of my favorite. still a little warm. <laughs> I think that it needs 24 more hours of chilling. So, <clears throat> George and I drove and got this kegerator, and it cost us what it cost us, right? I don't, I don't need to throw numbers out there. But we get home, and I felt good about the purchase. I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, good deal. I spent my money on something that's going to be really cool, and I love it. But I open up the mail and I got a letter saying that the government took my money mm-hmm. for my taxes. And I was all bummed about it. And I don't want to get into it. Maybe maybe it will tie into yeah, the theme actually, today. It'll tie in. Which is about success. But anyways, <laughs> let me let me let me bring it back. So I was kind of bummed out, but then I opened the second piece of mail, which was an, another checks or another thing about my taxes and it was a check for literally the same amount of money that we just spent on the kegerator and it felt like the most powerful money magic ever mm-hmm. i know that was like very long but at the same time it it, it ties in though. it definitely like We're talking about made success it so and money. worth it yeah so this beer just is like extra yummy because it's free like and success. free <laughs> So cheers if you're driving or in a bath or you're also drinking or maybe some tea or milk or something. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some beer and I have the Sacred Craters Oracle today. I have the modern or the Spellcasters Tarot. Tight. Which is super weird if anybody wants to Google it because I had never come across it before but I randomly saw it on Amazon and it's super weird but it has an amazing guidebook. Like a life-changing guidebook. The cards are... Ugly. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> she... Uh, 
No, um, the backings are really cool. They are. And I was flipping through the deck Shuffle before nicely. we started, and it was pretty much every other card I was either completely in love with or... That was disgusting. Yeah, I just thought it was disgusting or, like, <clears throat> so wrong from what I feel like the card should interpret. I don't know. It's really different. The Hanged Man is really powerful. The Temperance is kind of whatever. I do not like the Three of Swords. It's just interesting. It's an interesting deck. I've actually, I didn't even hear about it until today, but the backing is super cool. Yeah, guys, look it up. So, are we, so you kind of wanted to talk about like a fusion of success and money and working and what we've been up to and yeah. tying it all in. Yeah. I'd say my spirituality has been at a complete halt. Zero oh, percent. Same. Um, God like, left the building. Yeah. Um, I am just a vessel to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have anything in me. I'm a hog. I'm literally a mule. <laughs> a work mule. <laughs> With mini packages yeah. tied to my body. And a peanut-sized brain. <laughs> like, I can't. So, there's no way that you and I are the only ones that are worked like freaking pack mules that, are, that also have a spiritual practice. Yeah. So, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about... <clears throat> When it's all over, like pack mule time, yeah, kind of like remembering who you are. Like, I'm a badass bitch, right? Like, I think today was a really great representation of the highs and lows that come mm -hmm. from being overworked, or even just um, that feeling after like something really big is going on, whether it is your job or maybe like planning for a big event, like let's say like a big birthday party or maybe somebody else's like maybe you're like a maid of honor and you're like a bachelorette party or My something dream. or <laughs> or you have like something big going on at school like studying for a huge exam and then the next day you have completely off mm -hmm. whereas like your whole life and mind and like concentration has been building up to this one thing mm -hmm. and then that day after it's kind of just like I felt like I was like been on a euphoria yeah. train all day just because mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about work and I could just relax. Also, the weather in Michigan today is literally, it's, literally perfect. Yeah. 72 degrees, AC, yeah. AC level. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. And we've had so much rain that everything is so green. Like the grass is the most vibrant, beautiful spring green. And it's still very wet out because it's mm -hmm. literally rained for two weeks straight. Like, like, I think Michigan called for a state of emergency for a couple uh, cities near us because there's water really? that's backed up. Yeah, that's, that's like higher than cars and streets. I haven't even checked the news. That's how out of it <laughs> The I've only been. way I saw that was when I was in the nail salon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I think I was sleeping. Sammy made time for the nail salon. <laughs> No, no, no. One one of uh, the people that we work with who's higher up than us um, basically told me, like, you have to go. Yeah, to the nail salon. Like, it's part of your work. You have to go do it because mm -hmm. you're not allowed to come in basically with your hands looking like they were. They were. I, was Ew, trying I came to in looking like Dracula and no one said <laughs> I anything. I was trying to sell, like, high-end pieces of glass and my nails looked like. Garbage. Oh my god, speaking of selling glass. Yeah. Money. Money. Success. Success. Who is selling she? stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I right. have an interesting question right here. Okay. <clears throat> and this is like random 
off the cuff, like, interesting. Okay. What's a lot of money to you? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> That's so... That's such a big question. That is. What's a lot of money? And it's so funny because I feel like that answer is different. Um, based on the circumstance. Or just, like, in times in my life. Like, but ask, answer right now. A num- give me a number. What's, what's a, a lot, lot of money? money? Uh, $20,000. Oh my god. I was gonna say 50 or like $75. Really? Like, that's a lot of money. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of money right now because I was thinking about maybe my mind was going smaller. Yeah. But I'd say if I was thinking about like what's a lot of money, I'd yeah. say $5,000 is a See, lot of money. That's not a lot of money to me. That's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. $5,000 is like four... It would take me three months to make $5,000. Three months. Okay, well... That's what I'm saying, though. Like, right now... See, $20,000, too, is a lot of money, but it's also not. Like, when when I answer that question in my mind, I I said $20,000, what's a lot of money? And I would say, in my mind, then, $20,000 was a lot of money, but the bottom level. Mm -hmm. Like... Anything above $20,000. Have you ever had $20,000? That's a... I don't want to answer that question. (laughs) Um, Oh, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we know. (laughs) I feel like if you're you're like okay with being like, no. (laughs) Because I've known people our age that had inheritance Mm -hmm. so they had a lump sum yeah or their parents set up a trust fund that wasn't like a ton but there was like a thousand dollars a month who is she like a few (laughs) years until they cashed it out or yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no not what we're getting at it's just i'm just interested in everyone's relationship to money okay yeah especially at our age now here's why i think that right now i answered twenty thousand dollars because i think that that answer twenty thousand dollar piece right like so if you guys have never, you know, I don't know, I guess if you're new or you don't know, Skylar and I work for the world's oldest and largest glass art gallery, and it's high-end, fine, contemporary glass art. Like, no it's, big deal. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, nothing. Um, and it's pretty intense, and it's really, it's it really... It opens your eyes to money. Yeah, so we had the biggest event yesterday the op- or th- this past week was the biggest week that we have during the whole year um there's another one in november where we go to chicago for a big fine art exhibition but then we also hold like a week-long event for high-end clients that collect glass art that come in from around the world and around the country <clears throat> and it's a big deal it's really really cool but it's a lot of freaking work like mm-hmm. we- <laughs> we're very tired a like a lot of work But it's crazy when these clients come in and you're just casually talking to them about, you know, the benefits or how that they might Mm -hmm. love a piece of glass art that's $40,000 and, you know, thinking about what we make or how we earn money or what we pay for Mm -hmm. and how much this one piece would totally transform our entire lives and the people that we talk to are on a totally different level and they're just let me just buy this and stick this in my office somebody that was a collector came up to me i was standing with one of the artists and she goes up to the artist and she was like 
I can only afford like two pieces this year. Otherwise, I really would have gotten something from you. I love your work. Wow. And I was like, well, <clears throat> first of all, um, <laughs> Sorry. that's kind of a slap in the face of the artist. I chose a lot of people before you. But if I had some more money, honey, oh, I would have been all over you. I would have yours. I yeah. yours. And I was like, only two pieces. It's all about perspective when it yeah. comes to money. And I just want to be really clear that, like, I try to keep no, oh, this yeah. kind of stuff in my job very separate. And if we're joking about anything, like, we're not trying to talk bad or say anything about any collectors or mm -hmm. our job or anyone that works at our job. Like, we're really grateful. I just think it's a good topic to bring up. And it's, like, it definitely is a weird yeah. job to have. It's a different world. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely... Yeah. And unless you're around it or you do it, like, it's very hard to explain. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But go ahead. What were you saying about the client? So when you're, let's say you only have $60,000 to spend. Mm -hmm. Only $60,000 right. to spend? Right. That's, do, do you think that once you have that kind of money, do you yeah. realize what you're saying or do you not realize anymore? Um, Do you think deep down they realize, like... I... Th well, realize what? Realize that that's a lot maybe, of money? Because to them, it's not a lot of money. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I, this no, is, it's... This is no, the, this this is, is the whole fruit is, of it. Yeah, this we is, really could talk just <laughs> about this, because to me, it is... This is... This is manifestation at its finest, too, if you think mm -hmm. about it. Like, because of the fact that you think 50 dollars or 75 dollars is a lot of money like there is something to say that's about a loud butterfly that was a huge butterfly that just like <laughs> tried to kill itself <laughs> out of her window um oh and now there's a lawnmower <laughs> welcome to the speaking of which podcast <laughs> where the audio is horrible and all we do is laugh yeah um anyways <laughs> yeah so i feel like if when I've been in those mindsets of like, mm -hmm. wow, a hundred dollars is like so yeah. much money, I know, and I know, like I know deep within myself that I am limiting mm -hmm. my ability to bring in more than that because that's what my mindset's focused on. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a big picture type mm -hmm. type mindset, then things come in at a small picture kind of energy flow, mm -hmm. and. The times in How which... How do you get out of that, though, when it's ingrained? I don't... That's the fucking... That's the, that's the question. <laughs> that's the million-dollar question. I honestly think surrounding yourself with rich people... <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, guys? For you. All you have to do is find a bunch of rich people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly feel like... So, I have had quite a few jobs mm -hmm. uh but one <laughs> of the one of the jobs that was like the first job i had that really introduced me to people with money um i worked at a, like a really excuse me a really fancy hair and nail salon in like a old money town near us mm -hmm. where pretty much all the clients that came in were like wives that never worked and that were raised in money and that married even more money and they had their appointments like every single week they no matter if they needed it or not their nails and you know their toes were done and their hair Can't was relate. done every single week and i must have been like maybe 17 18 no maybe i was like mm. 20 but anyways 
Like, I didn't have people around me that had mm. money. Like, nobody had money around me growing up. And I went from, like, like hot and ready's were a delicacy <laughs> to... Hey, hey. I'm <laughs> Those going... <are> <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put down hot and ready's. To, um, you know, my family's all going on a yacht this summer, yeah. and it's no big deal. We're partying with, like, the queen. Because you know, queen. I'm like, the opposite. Like, I came from yeah. money. Yeah. We had a lot of money. Yeah. And then that was all gone yeah. when I turned 17. Yeah. So now I'm... But you don't have... Like, you mm. yourself, though. No, so I myself have... You were raised with it, but Zero dollars. You- <laughs> zero. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> zero dollars. Um, but I there was something about getting that job at that hair and nail salon mm-hmm. that really expanded my idea around getting money and earning money. But I think it wasn't as helpful at first because Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by people who didn't as much earn their money as they just had it. Mm -hmm. But it opened my eyes to people with money. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, like, that's not just something that you hear about. Like, that's not just Beyonce. There's, like, actually (laughs) other people that kind of have money. They don't have to have Beyonce money, but they have money. But there's something different about Mm -hmm. our job this is the hardest thing for me to like law of attract to myself because yeah it's okay first of all sometimes money is super awkward for me to talk about i think it's awkward kind of for everyone sometimes it it, used to be but i've trained myself for it to not be that's so weird that i didn't even realize it yeah Yeah. i see i see what you're saying like i've never been embarrassed to say like oh my god i have a nickel and belly button lint like what will that get me (laughs) but you know what's funny it's it's like the more money you have the more more money more problems problems. (laughs) like the more the bigger the amount of money you're talking about the more that people kind of start to become more reserved about it like you know what i'm talking about that hasn't been my experience but i can't i do know what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's always been more money i feel better <laughs> <laughs> no but um oh here's a good weird segue question oh okay great love that let's hear i it. don't even know what this question means and i don't remember writing it but it's, <laughs> it's kind of interesting like we'll, we'll try and parse what i meant by this okay good, do good you word. act different than you feel about money do you act different than you feel about money yeah, I definitely yeah, do. I would say, yeah, I do for sure. Like, I would say, oh, money, no big deal, whatever, whatever. But sometimes when I'm having to, like, pay for, like, a car repair or something, I feel horrible. And you're, like, devastated. Devastated. Yeah. But you have to kind of act like it's no big deal because you don't want everyone to think that See, it's you're, not like, a more loser. so about, for me, it's not more so about, like, I have to act so that other people will... Think that not I'm okay. think that it's more so like I have to make myself be okay with this because this is something that mm-hmm. I even I though have to. even though yeah even though I don't want to spend the money on and like I'm worried about money I have to literally convince myself that <laughs> I am fine this is fine it's <laughs> all fine fine because I know what that does for mm-hmm. like you know attracting mm-hmm. more of it to me. Um, I sometimes I, especially when it comes to money, it's the one thing I sometimes convince myself that this isn't something I can just will my way. Like, it it's the one concept that feels exempt. You know what? It's so <clears throat> it's so funny because I, I really feel like the thing that happened today with that check is 
just Money such magic. a like I I know it seems like no big deal, but it was almost the exact same amount, and I can't tell you. That's so I can't weird. Ex- I can't explain to you like what I felt when we decided. Like I had already decided we were gonna get this kegerator, and if I <laughs> fucking if I would have sat back and thought like all the stuff that we need to be spending our money on right now, I could have talked myself into it. I could have guilted myself. I could have been like, you know mm-hmm. what, we don't like I don't deserve this. Like even though I've been working hard, I've been working hard so that we can pay other things or fix other things or do other things. And I was just like, you know what? No, like I want it. I got it. <laughs> I bought it. I want it. <laughs> my new hair no i was just like this i just i just knew that we were gonna get it and that Mm -hmm. it wasn't gonna be a big deal and that i was gonna get that money back somehow or Mm -hmm. that it wasn't gonna put a dent into our other plans yeah and because i was so open and not worried and i like we made it a decision that was just like let's do it and let's Mm -hmm. feel good about it i had no heaviness about that purchase at all and then immediately came home and was handed it back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you could be like, that's super hippy-dippy. That truck was already sitting in your mailbox and all that yeah. stuff. But it it did... Well, we don't know that for sure. Because what if it really did magically appear <laughs> due to the law of attraction? I mean, let's I, not rule it out. We don't know. I have a bear of shits in the woods. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my we gosh. We haven't even picked any cards. But okay. Here, shuffle and then I'm gonna I just, just need that shuffling ASMR or it's not a Do you take money I seriously? Depends. I guess it's like in which in what way? I take money seriously when it comes to um I would say I have never missed a, a rent payment. I have never yeah, missed neither have I. a bill payment. In that regard, I take money very yeah, seriously. So I won't I. spend money I yeah. know I don't have. Yeah. I will spend money I don't have in the sense that, okay, bills are going to be tight. Yeah. Like, when it comes time for my paycheck, I might literally have a dollar left. Yeah. But I would never be go to the store and be like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to spend all my money. And... Actually, I can't say that I know too many people that have ever done that either. Yeah. Because I feel like our generation is quite... I feel like we're pretty responsible and frugal. Yeah, at least... However, I never fucking say never. Yeah. Because I I have had moments where I've been, like, on the verge, you know, of just being like, fuck it. So, I have a, like... I. I feel like this is a good example, but I also feel really shitty saying this, so please... <laughs> if you're gonna, well, Samantha. I guess if you're gonna judge me, you're gonna judge me, but I feel like it's a... I don't know. It goes for the top. I'm just gonna say it, okay? So, what'd you get? Emperor. And he is fine. Ambush fear with your ferocious dream. That's what I got from the <laughs> Sacred Creators. Okay, so this kind of goes to my story. Okay. Ambush fear with your ferocious dream. So back in, what was it, January or it was like either end of last year or beginning of this year was when that auction came up online on Instagram Mm -hmm. for that painting, that Four of Swords painting that we talked about. And I like didn't have the money and I was just, I like wanted it so bad. We talked, I think we talked Mm -hmm. about this either last week or the week. I think it may have been the first podcast that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. So someone let us know. Skylar, yeah. A super fan, please let us know. (laughs) Anybody? (laughs) Imogen? Imogen? Our super fan? (laughs) Um, So Skylar like fronted me money and I remember watching that auction and being like, 
damn it keeps going up it keeps going up it keeps going up and it was like past like three hundred dollars and i was like oh my god I, like i can't mm-hmm. like that's so much money like to spend on a piece <clears throat> of artwork like it just felt like yeah i didn't have it and i was so fearful that i was going to be making a bad decision and you know whatever but i was so happy when i got it and i like started this snowball itch of like wanting mm-hmm. artwork like high-end artwork like i work in a gallery i know what it's like to collect i have mm-hmm. my i know what my style is i know what i want to surround myself with and this one little painting that cost me over 300 dollars that i didn't have the money for it like brought me so much joy and then in no then a couple months later i was down in florida and i was at the uh, morian center for clay working and i found a ceramics piece that i fell in love with and it was over three hundred dollars i really don't i feel really bad like throwing money out there but i feel like this is a good story to talk about i feel like the value the number value is is what we're here for okay good so i fell in love with this ceramics piece and i did take like 24 hours to make sure that I wanted to spend the money on it and that I couldn't stop thinking about it and then it felt like the right kind of purchase for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the same sort of fear around buying it as I would have the same amount of money on the painting like a few months before because I feel like I knew the value and I knew that I could handle that mm-hmm. money and I knew that like... It would make you feel good. Yeah, I knew that I, I could manifest that back or I knew that it was something to invest in skip four months later (laughs) five months later and i have agreed to purchase a piece of glass my first piece of glass um and my first piece of glass was a gift okay but i i feel really bad throwing the money out there but it's it's expensive it's expensive like it's way past three hundred dollars I feel like people at home just want to hear. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend $2,400 on this piece of glass art. And I don't I don't care. I'm just going to put the money out but there. I because think I know what you're talking about. It's the most gorgeous thing you yeah. could ever imagine. And you're going to have it forever. Right. Your and, whole life. And I know the market. And I know that if something happened, that we could sell it. And I knew that I might even make my money back, if not a profit. Like, it is literally an investment and something that I know a lot about. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if I, if back in when I was buying that painting, I would have had the same mindset around buying a piece of artwork for myself and putting it in a collection that was, you know, $2,400 versus $300. It's crazy how much in such a short period of time yeah. my idea around money or my idea around what I'm worth and my, like, what I want to spend my money on Mm -hmm. has changed like ambushing fear with your ferocious dream (laughs) once i bought that piece of painting and i allowed myself to experience that and to Mm -hmm. do to to invest my money in that like i don't know it just changed it just changed everything and i'm not saying that every other month i'm to be buying two thousand four hundred dollar pieces of art but like if i work really hard and i have the ability to like you know i don't know so, like, was that just like that a? I, I feel no. like I was just like braggy, and I really don't want to come across braggy. Let me, let me bring it back to what I'm going to say because I feel like what I'm going to say kind of reflects what you're going to okay, say. Okay. Okay. So I got the emperor, and to me, like what that was saying in regards to your story, it's, yeah. 
we have just as much right as anybody else to yeah. spend our money on what we want. Right. If I want to spend that money, so yeah. <clears throat> if I want to spend two thousand dollars on a piece of artwork that'll make me happy for the rest of my life. Right. Not that I'm not happy with the art that's already in my room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, I have that right, and that it feels powerful. It, does. it feels to own something that you know, world, you know, like the stuff that's at our gallery is yeah. worth something. Yeah, there's a, there's there are names attached to it, and history is still being made in glass art. Yeah, definitely. New techniques are being found. Like yeah. this is. It's a paintings are a amazing, yep, but yep. glass art is new. It's exciting. It's, yep. we don't know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. and it feels powerful to own a piece because the history is still being it made. It does, yeah. And and um, women like mm-hmm. female glass artists. This is the yeah. first generation of female glass artists. Yep. That piece a hundred years from now will be, oh wow, that's from one of the first female glass artists ever. Yeah, that's so true. You no, know, that's like, so true. Yeah. And it's so funny because even telling that story. I feel like I I felt weird speaking speaking about it because I just don't know what anyone else is so going why? through. So why? Let's back up and say why. Because like, well, okay, even then, like you you asked in the beginning, like what what was a lot of money, and you said fifty dollars, and here mm-hmm. I'm talking about how I'm just oh so casually buying a two thousand four hundred. Well, just piece because of fifty dollars is a lot to me when I'm when I'm at the gallery and I'm seeing a piece that's quote unquote to me like yeah. only five thousand. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I, I would save up for this. Like, right, like, I would buy this and I, I would could buy this. Buy this or I, like, I, I could live with this. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, I know this sounds so dumb, but I feel like I need to say it because it, I keep thinking about it. The Marie Kondo, like, idea. Okay, <sighs> yeah. so, like, I, I've i been really into it in the last couple months, and I've redone everything as a ton of people have. Mm-hmm. If you've, you know, watched Marie Kondo's Tidying Up, and I read the audiobook and all that stuff. And it really... the audiobook? Was it amazing? It was okay. If you watched the TV... If you'd watched the whole Netflix thing, it was basically... Like, that's, like, basically the book. I still listened to it. It was still good. But, um... It has made me take a look at every single thing in my house and how it either makes me feel good or it doesn't make me feel good. And I want my house to make me feel good. I want to be able to go in my fucking living room. (laughs) And look at our kegerator sitting there <laughs> and i want to be like the kegerator like, brings sammy much joy literally the coolest people ever we just have a fucking kegerator in our like living room and the same thing goes with art like i don't want to like if i'm gonna sit in a room after i'm working like a pack mule yeah i want to come home and sit in a after room after a 20 hour workday. i want to come yeah. home with my kegerator i want to come home am i a bad my person 2400 <laughs> piece of glass art on the wall so, like Right now we're talking about all the shit that has made us feel really good with money. Yeah. I think it'd be a cool segue to say money regrets. Have you ever oh. have you ever done something with your money that you actually legitimately regretted? Yeah, I was in a pyramid scheme. No, you fucking were not. Yeah, I was. And I was pressured into it by a family member that I no longer talk about. Or mm-hmm. no, no longer talk to. Um, and it's it's something that has like literally haunted me. Um, that I just need to let go of. And, um, unless I'm asked, like, a question like that, I normally don't think about it or it doesn't come up. Mm -hmm. But it's very triggering. Like, it Mm -hmm. was... It was so... I didn't know Was it a long time ago? Yeah, it was, like... And Allison, too. 
Allison was with me. Were you guys like babies, like 18 or 19? Yeah, we were like 18 or 19. Okay, and we he were who has not been pressured into a pyramid scheme at 18 cast the first stone. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I almost know. got captured into one for yeah. Kirby vacuum cleaners when really? I was like 18 or 19. No, what the worst part about this was that like it was a family member. God, that's the worst. Like a really close family member. Mm-hmm. And they made out with stuff and we did not. So basically how it worked was, and it was, it was so fucked up because like they, um, had like explained all of this and it was so like powerful and it was so like motivating and it felt like, oh my God, like why doesn't everybody do this? Those things target women, especially they target women because it's about being like a strong, independent woman working on the side. They use the word hustling a lot. Yeah. But this was not a woman who like, oh, was it not? No, it was not. I mean, yeah, we're, we were women. We are mm-hmm. women, but like the person, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get into yeah. the logistics of things. It sounds like a big story. It is a big story. And it's like something that I don't want to get, like, I don't it's want to come It's a money regret. In, yeah. It doesn't, I don't want it to come back and bite me in the ass because it already has. But <laughs> like, it is something that is so crazy that happens that really, it really does happen. Like I felt like I was going to be rich like I felt like I like this was a good investment that it was mm-hmm. powerful like I felt like my money mindset was good on it it just was a fucking scam like it was a mm-hmm. scam but it did it teach did you. teach me things and it did teach me that like oh I can invest in myself and mm-hmm. I can do this and sometimes it works Opens out and sometimes it does not but yeah that's definitely a money regret for me like pyramid I'd scheme. say if yeah. you if anybody listening has a money regret you're not alone <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, like, everyone Everyone has made a horrible investment. I'm trying to think of what mine was. Because, like, with my pyramid scheme, I didn't have to invest any money in it, in oh, it luckily. Because... It's so funny, it was over $300 again. Like, that money. Like, that, yeah, that same that, that, thing. That yeah, that amount. But for the Kirby vacuum, or whatever, I didn't have to. But whatever. But my, I'm trying to think of the money regret, like, mine that was, like, legitimately awful. I really regretted... A car that I bought that broke down like a day later <laughs> when I was <laughs> like 19. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one here. Cause I was like, uh, no, I mean that one breaks out a lot too. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like a regret. No, because it's working. Yeah, like, no, it, it's, it's it, working. It gets you to and from. Like. Also, now that I'm older, I understand uh, when you buy a clunker, you have to invest in it. When I bought my first clunker, I was like, oh, this is a car I'm going to buy. It's going to work. Yeah. Oh no, actually, that's not how it works. Like, you, yeah, you have to like. Fix it. Oh, if I could go back and tell young gamey, change the oil. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if I could go back I could and go change back the and... game me, I would say, Samantha, like, you, sweetie, you, you have borderline to get an oil lesbian, <laughs> you should be able to change your own oil. <laughs> and if you don't get an oil change, the car will explode. It will die. <laughs> Forever. Those are the things they don't tell you in school. That's... Yeah, but it's the thing that your parents tell you regret. over and over yeah. and over and oh, over. Oh, your parents that... told you about oil changes? Oh, yeah. Lucky my bitch. Every single time I saw my mom and stepdad, they'd be like, have you changed your oil yet? I'd be like, no, it's fine. And then, like, my car Dude, dies. to this day, I wonder if my mom even knows what an oil change is. Like, I, really? Yeah, I have. Can if she's listening, really? please. <laughs> Just kidding, mom. You're so smart. <laughs> My mom is if if my mom is listening right now, she's literally thinking, "Oh my god, I remember she did that." Like every time I saw her, I had to remind her 
to get an oil change. And the worst part about it was my stepdad worked mm-hmm. for Bell Tire. No, really? So he would, like, it. I could tell that it actually was slowly killing him. The fact that, like, he had yeah. to remind me to change my oil. And, like, he wasn't going to do it for me. No. Because he wanted my ass to learn. And I was yeah. like, it'll be fine. And actually, <laughs> my car lasted a lot longer than it should have. But at the same time, yeah. So, oh, this is a, a ratchet regrets. What's a smart decision you made with money? Kegerator. A kegerator. <laughs> yeah. This beer is amazing. No, you okay. Know, smart you go decision? first. Okay. The first time I made an actual legitimately fucking smart decision with my money was when I found out or originally, you know how my I think we talked about this in the first episode, I planned on moving here way later. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started saving my money. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Like immediately. And uh for the first time in my life I actually had saved up like three thousand five hundred dollars. That's great. Which for me, or for someone that's not making, oh, I'd say me. I don't. I don't know what the statistics of the people that listen to this right, are. Right, right. Like I don't know the people. If the people that we listen to this, we don't have enough this, listeners yet. I don't think to have yeah, statistics. Yeah, so like so I don't we know. do. I DM mean, hey us. Guys, what's your what's financial up? situation? How much money do you make every hour? <laughs> what's your annual salary? <laughs> I'd say maybe like half of taxes? the people will understand. Like, oh wow, yeah, I, I make. Like, that's a lot of money. I make fourteen dollars an hour. Right, I make twelve dollars yeah. an hour. You right. know, that's or a I lot of money. Minimum wage. Make minimum wage. You know, like it could be all over the place. And also, like, as we, you know, work, we make less and more money. just depends, right? Yeah. I saved up $3,500. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. In terms of, okay, I have to budget. Yeah. I can't buy a million tarot decks. <laughs> I have to make beans in the crock pot. <laughs> Not pre-canned. Yeah. Or the smartest thing I did was, like, financially, was learn how to save money. Which isn't I feel an, like if it's your first time, it's my first time saving ever saving money, money. It's a big step to take yeah, to teach I yourself how so to do it. Much. And I also learned during that process, yeah, that there were some weeks or months, or like a month period, where sometimes it wasn't possible to save money. Yeah, and not to feel guilty about yeah. it. Yeah. So saving my money as much as I could, and if I couldn't save any, not to feel guilty, but feel proud that I was really trying and yeah. budgeting and on track. Yeah. And, and it feels so good to have a nest egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that I was sitting on a few grand. Yeah. Like, worst case scenario, I could go live in a tent. I could I could eat for weeks. So wild that, like, I feel so righteous, though, during this podcast. So I really hope I'm not coming off like a like an asshole. Because, I mean, like you and I have worked really hard our whole yeah, lives. Yeah. And We're I allowed just think to feel that good. you and I right now are in different places, but I'm mm-hmm. also a few years older than you, and I remember... Same as ancient. I don't mean to be like, I remember when I was your age and make you feel (laughs) stupid, but at the same time, when I was 24, 25, like, saving $3,500 was, like, a fucking miracle. (laughs) And now (laughs) I'm like, I'm just buying a (laughs) $2,400. Like, no big deal. I'll have extra. It'll be cool. Like, I'll still pay my bills. (laughs) But, like, I've worked really, really hard to get there. And if that's your first time saving money, like, that is a big, Mm -hmm. that's a big hump to get over in, like, learning how to budget and learning what it's like to, or to have that feeling of, like, I have money put aside. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. I mean, I still would work. Yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. It felt awesome. That's awesome. awesome. What's the smart decision you've made with money? Uh, Buying all that art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just something that I love that I mm. want to invest in that is an investment, but it's also an investment, not just 
in money, in but in my happiness and in my an sparking investment in joy. History. Also patronizing the arts. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. It's multifaceted. Um, it's more than just owning a piece of art. You're supporting the artist, you know, a whole a industry. Good investment. What's something that was a good investment for me? Well, let me just pull this card. Stop, drop, and bliss. Um, Good investments for me are always... Or like a time in your past where... Vacations. Vacations? Vacations. That card make me made me think of vacations. The amount of money that George and I have spent on family vacations or him and I traveling since we've started dating. I mean, we've been dating for four and a half, almost five years. And the amount of places that him and I have been able to go is more places than I've been with anyone. Mm -hmm. And being able to say like, okay, we're going to take this giant trip with the kids and us and the plane tickets alone are going to be more than we can normally afford, but we're just going to make it happen. We're going to run a car. We're going to do anything that we want. And we're just going to figure it out. Like those are investments. And even Mm -hmm. though it's not like returning to us, consistently it's it's a one-time return Mm -hmm. of like happiness and memories and experience and time together like those just like drop stop drop everything and go on vacation and make it work and it's been the best things that we've ever done together is go on vacations with family or him and i go and travel so i don't know that's probably my best investments that we've ever made And then here's the last thing I have written on the page about money. It says, do you incorporate money at all into your spiritual practice and why? Hmm. That felt like an AP question, like on a test. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, Money is very big. And in the last few years, I have made it so. Mm -hmm. Like it was not. And I had a lot of, I still do have a lot of money fears, but I know if three years ago me were listening to this podcast of myself talking that, that yeah, no, like the energy and the mindset and the emperor vibes that I bring to the table now about Mm -hmm. money, about, about business, about success, about what I am capable of, like the whole shebang is Mm -hmm. completely different. And it's something that I've worked really, really hard on. And I still have a ton to work on. And, you know, we all have our money monsters and things like that. But I feel like I've made good improvements on. But something that I like to do is visualizing and, like, we just did it the other day. This is a great example. So, George and I, uh, we do a lot of handiwork on the side or, like, landscaping or he'll, you know, build decks or we'll repaint a house. Um, I've talked about a lot on my channel, but... We recently did landscaping for a company, like, outside, and we didn't have a money, like, an amount we were going to make set beforehand, and uh, we knew that we would get paid at least comparable for for our time and energy, so we weren't Mm -hmm. really worried about it. But we really didn't know how much we were going to get. So the entire time we were working, we were kind of, like, throwing it back and forth, like, what are we going to, what are we going to charge or what are we going to ask to make sure, what do we want? Like basically what Mm -hmm. do we think that this is worth? And we kind of came back with like, you know, this is the minimum amount. Like I'd be okay if we got paid this. And so in my mind I was like, let's double it. And so I was like, okay, 
I see this amount. Like I, and I said this to him like out loud. I was like, this is exactly what I'm seeing for us. I'm seeing it on a check. Like I'm envisioning it. I can literally see these numbers. This is what we're getting. This is exactly what I want and what you want. And this is what will be comparable and then some and we'll feel good. And hopefully they'll feel good, right? And he just listened to me and he took it in. And I think that he knows now that like, you know, this is just what I do. Mm-hmm. But he was on board. And then the time came where they approached us about, you know, what were we going to get paid? And they asked us what we wanted to get paid. And George said the amount that I told him. And they said, okay. That's awesome. So it doesn't even have to be like so hippy dippy as it is like knowing your worth visualizing it (laughs) Skylar pulled the high priestess like if you just know what you want and you manifest it it could be much more practical than law of attraction type vibes around money like it doesn't have to be so woo woo like know what you want talk about your worth say it out loud Mm -hmm. own it know that that's what you can get and make it happen like there was no argument in the conversation at all like they asked us what we wanted and if we wouldn't have visualized it and literally saw what we wanted beforehand we could have been like and we got exactly what we wanted that's awesome yeah so anyways again i don't mean to be braggy but i'm trying to i'm trying to inspire i'm trying to motivate i love that for our audience um I don't remember the exact answer, but what like, was that? what was my question again? It was like, do you use money in your spiritual practice oh. type thing? My answer was no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave this podcast on a really great yeah. tone. <laughs> I think it's funny that I pulled the high priestess because that, you know, it's a card of like spiritual practice yeah. and spirituality. Yeah. And maybe I like do it subconsciously in other ways, but yeah. for me, it's always felt completely separate. And I, I've heard other people say that they vote. It's not until they're older that yeah. they learn that money isn't separate from spirituality. Yeah. Because to me, it's still two completely separate things. Like, how can there be a whole other spiritual realm and then dollar bills? Yeah. You know, it's just like they're incompatible. Yeah. But I'm starting to see, like, I'm not there yet, but I'm starting to see how they're not separate, like, necessarily. Yeah. Like, you can... Okay, well, like, let me give you an example that you could talk about that I've okay. seen you do because you had something go wrong with your car and it was the opposite way of, like, it wasn't, like, abundance mindset of, like, mm-hmm. I want to make this amount of money, they're going to ask me, and now we made this amount of money, like I just mm-hmm. told you, but it same sort of energy to it. Like, you had something go wrong with your car and you went into the dealership and you had an amount that you said that you had in your mind. It's like... I will not be paying more than this amount. Like, I know that if no matter what's wrong, like, I'm just going to manifest that this is the max amount that I, that's going to be wrong with my car. That was the mistake. I picked a way too high number to manifest. (laughs) (laughs) I should have been like, it's not higher than $25. It's just a little rubber hose. No, I picked like the catalytic converter. Oops. (laughs) 
now I know for next time. But you did that. Yeah. Whether or not it worked well or not. Hey, you, you, I learned. You just said that you don't use, like, money in your spiritual practice, but you did. Like, you had this... Oh, I didn't realize that I like, did Like, you were, you went in there and you're like, this is, this is the bar. Like, I'm setting it, I'm manifesting it, it's, this is as high as it's gonna go. And but that's even, what it was? Yeah, and I that's what about it was. That. So, again, it's not like... Triggered? Yeah, but that's where... Yeah. When you realized the power of when it came back and it was like exactly your amount that you had been envisioning, mm-hmm. you can realize that the power in positive affirmation mm-hmm. or positive reinforcement or thinking of things as I have and not like this is my max amount that I can do, you know, um, like a, a like a, a mindset around... You know, mm-hmm. my car is working in perfect condition versus I'm car. like, I, I can only spend X amount of money on fixing my car. So, like, I guess that's kind of like an interesting thing. Yeah. Have you ever, I mean, who hasn't except for like a few rich people, but have you ever been in complete financial ruin? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Honey, did you hear that the government's trying to take my tax money and I'm all like, I bought a kegerator. <laughs> No, and I do think that, like... So, like, in, what about the people that are listening that are, like, in deep financial privilege. shit? Or, like, or like, privilege? Like, check your... No, I'm... Like, like check your privilege. Like, mm-hmm. this is definitely... Like, I'm very insecure right now about sounding privileged and mm-hmm. having privilege and knowing the privilege that I have come up in. And yeah. I'm talking a lot about the abundance and the gifts and mm-hmm. the hard work and how I'm up right now in a very, like... Mm-hmm. powerful emperor i'm doing it i've manifested vibes we work really hard exactly but i also still want to remember to be humble and to know that i have privilege and to know that i even though i've worked really hard mm-hmm. like i came from nothing but i still came from higher than most people because i'm a white woman mm-hmm. and i know that but like it's just it's, I don't know, it's a really hard line mm-hmm. to play against. That's because... the part about it that feels spiritually hard to integrate. Because yeah. I know the the playing field's not level. How right. can I ever be okay with something that's not fair? Yeah. How can I integrate That's a... very Libra Moon of you. How can but I... I also that's feel... not fair. Like, I also <laughs> feel the same way. Like, I do. I just, I mine's coming from a more, like, I don't understand. Because mm-hmm. it was like, it was Kelly and Maddox that introduced me to the concept that Really? She was the... Basically, I'd never heard anybody really say it before. I'm sure I would have come to it on my own, because I'm smart. But she, <laughs> she was the one that said, it wasn't until I was older that I realized, oh, these two are compatible. I can work with these two paradigms next to each other. They don't have to be separate, different. Yeah. And hearing her say that reminded me, like, oh, I'm just not there yet. And yeah. just because I'm not there yet doesn't mean that I have to dismiss it. Yeah. So, like, I'm ready to learn how to integrate the two and make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like... What do you want... So, like, what is your plans for your money future? Do you want... I... So, I want to... Like, I've written down a whole, like, bullet point... Like, plan... You're way ahead of me. No, 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 no. Planned out. I'm not talking about, like, what my money and things... A, a video or a live stream that I want to do talking about 
being grateful for your muggle job or your day job Mm -hmm. because I feel like people can, especially someone who's trying to be an entrepreneur or who isn't an entrepreneur, especially in a spiritual business or spiritual practice, let's say a tarot reader or like a Mm -hmm. apothecary, like owner or something like that. It's like really, really, if you're trying to transition into, or maybe you're trying to balance the two into like entrepreneurship or side hustle or whatever, but you still have a day job. I know what it feels like to just like literally hate your day job and just want nothing more than to jump off and be in an (laughs) entrepreneurship. Like even if you enjoy your day job and you know the perks from it. Which we do. Most people do at least occasionally. Exactly. But I think that, that not many people talk about the pluses of their day job or Mm -hmm. like embracing things about their job. (laughs) And all three teach me wildly crazy different things about business yeah they all teach me so like i work at a department like a hardware store yeah i work at a hotel and i work at an art gallery Mm, we love so our working sister um, i have learned so much about hospitality and what it means to house people um working at a hardware store has taught me about like screws and nails and hammers (laughs) (laughs) and like structure structure and structure and, and what it means to work on a team and um, my job at the hardware store is the first time I've ever worked on a team mm. that felt like a team. Yeah. Like, we're all here to get this done. Let's all share the work. Um, this person isn't better than this person. And, like, acknowledging that we all have different skills and different abilities. Yeah. Like, some people are legitimately physically stronger. Yeah. So they do some of the physically stronger work. Yeah. And you help when you can, and you don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, I did not know that a job could teach me, like... Oh, teamwork. <laughs> teamwork makes the freaking dream, dream work. work. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. The hotel taught me it, sometimes you want to die at work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Um, and then the art gallery told me that um, some people have money and maybe one day I'll have money too. Yeah. And it's okay to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you started off really strong with that and ended like. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my story's getting really long, so I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> gonna sum it up <laughs> me <laughs> never you know like money whatever <laughs> i mean this podcast is already like almost an hour but you know what we didn't it's a podcast. big topic it's a huge topic and i feel like we just danced we, around I know. privilege like we barely dipped our little big toe so much that we could talk about when it comes to money or success or the mindset about like manifesting like money um or like money demons or things like that (laughs) but i mean i'm just i feel this is something that i would never have wanted to talk about a Mm -hmm. few years ago and now it's something that charges me up it's something that i feel like when i do talk about things get better for myself because Mm -hmm. i realize my power i realize what i'm worth and i feel like I think you and I have talked a little bit before about, like, what we grew up with, mm-hmm. with, or, like, I think that your parents or whoever raised you, like, your mindset or their mindset around money obviously influences your mindset around money or mm-hmm. your ideas of money. Mr. Krabs from Spongebob <laughs> taught me that it's okay. <laughs> like, like the Krusty Krab, yeah. come spend your money here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that was, like, a big influence on, like, oh, my God. Some people make money and want money and like money. Yeah. That was like, literally, that was one of my first encounters with somebody. Mr. Krabs? Mr. Krabs. 
That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. What about you? Like, what was your first... You said the nail salon, but, like, what about before that? What was your first encounter with, like, oh, some people take money really seriously. Okay, I didn't... This is an answer that I I wouldn't have known until, like, just now because... Well, my therapist asked me... (laughs) (laughs) My therapist asked me, well, who did you look up to? Mm -hmm. Like, who was someone that you idolized or someone that you looked up to? And if my mom's listening, I love you, mom. Like, I love you. But I didn't... I didn't... I didn't... Big fan. I didn't... Yeah, big fan. I love you. I didn't... I didn't say... I didn't say my mom. It didn't... I love my mom, and there's so many good attributes about my mom. And I didn't look up to my dad, and... Even though I adore my grandmother, she wasn't someone that I looked up to. Oh, maybe they um, were, but they weren't. They didn't feel like like it was the person. Like it wasn't the answer. Yeah, is what I mean. Like I definitely looked up to them all in different ways, but like it, they weren't like idols to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I couldn't answer the question. And then all of a sudden, I got like really emotional. I was like, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> no, I was like my papa, and and then. I got really emotional and, uh, you know, whatever, it cried. It was great. Therapy. Yeah. But um, he was like, well, what about your papa did you idolize? He said he was the king idolize? of coins, too, Like, right? yeah. Like, my papa was the king of coins. And I really am just now starting to embrace the... He was, like, the only person in my life that I had an influence on, like, with money. And he knowing... He was a Taurus. He was a Taurus. Right? He had five planets in Taurus. Like, he was Taurus. A Taurus. Well, no, he was... Sorry, he had a Taurus moon, like I do. Mm-hmm. He was a Leo. He definitely oh, was a Leo. Yeah. But he... He had... He was so much money, so much investments. I love Phoebe. Our mascot, Phoebe's at the door. She wants to be a <laughs> part of this hour-long podcast. Hello! Um, but, yeah, like, my papa was the one person in my life that, like... I knew that invested money and that knew what the power of money was. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Phoebe. Phoebe, sit. Not shit. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> do that. so excited. She just, like, pees at me. Anyways, who was someone that you, like, looked up to? Or who was, like... I know you said Mr. Krabs, but, like, did you have anybody, to. like, in your life that showed you good money skills? Like, oh, good, I, like, positive money. This gets a little was, scary, because yeah. if any of our family members listen to this, I don't want anyone yeah. to take it personally, be, but, Yeah, like, I mean, we're, 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 we're trying to talk to the public here. Yeah. I'd say that, <clears throat> not in a bad way, this is yeah. just the way that they were. Yeah. My parents were very secretive about money. Okay. Um... They didn't like to talk about how much things cost. They didn't yeah. like to talk about how much money they made, yeah. how much money we had. Yeah. They were like taboo questions. Okay. So I had um, some neighbors growing up. And oh my God, Phoebe's breath is so I rank. know, it's so... It's, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, spirituality. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I had some neighbors and like there was a boy. My just was in elementary school. And I went over to their house, and I remember hearing them talk very openly, like, his mom was a nurse, and his dad was, like, a banker. And I just remember them talking very openly about money. Like, they would open bills, and they'd be like, oh, like, we're gonna pay this with your money, and I'll pay the... I don't know, like... Yeah, like, they were talking they about were talk- money. They were talking about money. Yeah. That was so weird to me, and they were talking about paychecks and bills, and I remember for the first time in my life hearing amounts. Yeah. And, uh, like... They were talking about their mortgage, and they were like, oh, that's going to be X amount of dollars. I was like, oh, that's how wow. much a house costs. Yeah. Like, 
Because sometimes adults don't like to do that in front of kids, which, which I think baffles me. Because that's how you learn. Yeah. And uh, and I remember maybe they to them it was just no big deal, right? But to me, I was like, holy, holy moly. moly! Yeah. This is money, and this is how people spend it. And I'll never forget being over there and and them talking about like they were uh, one night they were having a party. This is so random. They were ordering pizzas and they were calling around the different pizza places and like finding out the prices and stuff and being like, okay, this person's going to have the best deal with like the best blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. No, we didn't like, my parents would never do that. They would call Papa John's and whatever they had is what we were getting. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just learning to shop and money. And it was just really like, I'd say maybe not like idols, Yeah. but people that put me on the right path right, to being right. like, Oh, yeah, I had to really... Did your I, parents talk about money in front of you? Yes, but I... Again... In a different way. Again, this is a yeah. sticky situation because, Mom, I love you so much. <laughs> but we were definitely raised in her household with a we-can't-afford-that mindset. And we mm-hmm. were told that, like, a lot. We were... It was something that... It wasn't supposed to make us feel bad. It was supposed to, like inform Mm -hmm. us that like don't ask because we literally can't afford that like we don't have that i'm not spending my money on that like no we can't do this we can't we can't we can't we can't we can't which was true like it was at the time but at the same time it did not really i have never had they don't give you a manual about how to describe it differently exactly and it was but it was never like oh here's how we work on getting this it was just we don't have it and we never will have it so it was like that's interesting it was definitely like a very hard that was that's probably been my biggest thing to try and break with money is that idea or that concept around i don't have the money i I just don't don't have have the money for that and I, i won't spend the money on that and um yeah just that but on the other side of things so like coming from like my father's side it was probably even harder because it was like, we don't have that, but like, if I do this and don't tell somebody, then I could probably come out with it. Or maybe if we get lucky or like, you can, like, it was just always very, like you said, very secretive or very like, almost like maybe secretive cheat the, the right system word. type yeah. way about things. And again, like, I'm not trying to talk anyone down. Like, I'm just talking about my personal yeah. experience. Like, it might not even have been really valid Dude, of what was most, happening. I, I've noticed that. Even if you had a lot of money, like yeah, we did, yeah. that's how it was, secretive. Secretive we, or, like... It's awkward, Like, how ask. can we, like, manipulate things to cheat, cheat the yeah. system? Or, like, you know, we don't have it, but I wonder how can why? we get it in, like, a not... Like was it a, the last what, generation? Yeah, I don't... I really don't Our generation's know. like, oh, my God, a nickel and belly button lint. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how much money I have. I just... I, I feel like I'm really grateful for my grandfather for, like... At yeah. least showing me, like, some sort of structure, how to work for things. Mm-hmm. Like, and even then growing up, like, I I never thought that I, even now I have a hard time thinking, like, oh, like, I could have investments and I could have, like, a 401k, 401k, like, and I could actually make it work for me in the end and have, like, a retirement. Like, they just don't really have options to retire Yeah. now for us. Like, it's, it's not something that people really... Yeah, if you and I want to retire, we need to start setting that up because our company won't have a pension for no, us. No, right. It's, but even then, like, not many companies... No one has that. Like, it's not something that... I don't know. It's... Yeah. I feel like we're rambling now. Maybe I'm just rambling, but... I it's mean, a big topic. Yeah, it's a big topic, and it kind of has, like, a lot of segues. So I guess, like, the ultimately is money 
Who the fuck knows? <laughs> We're really tired. We worked yeah. so much. We're really sorry there was no podcast for all of you who don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't care. All 10 of our listeners. Because I never got a message being like, where's the podcast? Yeah. Me either. <laughs> so we know that you don't care. We know you guys really missed us from yeah. all those messages we didn't receive. Or our audience is just really understanding. Just like, you guys are the you best. You just know that, that we'll come real hard next week with an hour-long podcast. But, uh... Thank you guys so much for listening. I was talking about money for an hour. For an hour. And hopefully the privilege doesn't put you (laughs) off to us. Or maybe it inspired you. Maybe it, like, really opened your mindset to some situations in your... Situations. Situations. (laughs) Situations. Or if you grow up in a... Or, like, if your family unit right now, like, makes you feel like you can't talk about it. Yeah, like, maybe you're, like, 14 and you're listening to this and you're, like... Now you're taking a look at, like the influences that your family members, your, your parents, or the people around you are, are putting on you when it comes to your ideas around money and what your worth is. So yeah. check what your influences are. Yeah, check your privilege. Check check your privilege. Your- <laughs> you know, honestly, YouTube it, like how to finance. You know, like Google it. God, you're going to get me on another, like I'm going to keep talking because I feel like one of the biggest reasons why I, why I have been able to change my mindset in the last few years on my worth and my money and being positive and putting it in my spiritual practice is YouTube influencers, mm-hmm. like watching entrepreneurs, like female empowered entrepreneurs or, um, like yeah, there's, I have like six different channels that I like to watch that make me feel charged up, that make me feel like mm-hmm. I'm a spiritual badass and I can be a female boss and whatever. Like, Kellyanne? Yeah. Makes me feel like a spiritual badass woman. Yeah, <laughs> Kellyanne is one of them from, for sure. Maybe I'll leave some links in yeah. the description of this podcast to some channels that like, like Aaron, uh, Aaron May Henry is one of them. Um, uh, Phoebe. Sorry, Phoebe's in the closet. We need to bring her out. Oh, no, she's not. She's under the bed. Uh, Joanna DeVoe makes me feel like a badass. Joanna DeVoe, she's a queen. She Um, feels like I could talk about money with her and not feel awkward. She'd be like, oh, yes, let's dive in. See, but these are... You you named two people who are in the spiritual community. Mm -hmm. For me, like, I had to break... I have to completely take myself out of that. Even Mm -hmm. though these female entrepreneur channels are... They're, they are, they do have spiritual influences to them. Like the one I mentioned, Erin May Henry, she definitely talks about visualizing and, and law of attraction. She talks about it a lot, but her channel isn't spiritual. It's literally business. Cool. And I had to di- like, dis- like for me personally, dis- distincting, like making a distinct difference between those two things helped me make it seem more practical. Mm-hmm. But anyways, okay. We just tried to end the podcast, and we're getting, like, the ball rolling again. I have to again. pee so unbelievably badly. Oh I call going God. first if you have to go. I don't, but, uh... Oh, my God. I I really hope that... Thank that you guys you for guys listening again. <laughs> I really have to be... Okay, bye! I, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know, so. you have to pee so bad, you don't even care anymore about anything in the world at all, except yeah. for the pee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think we'll end <laughs> Except for all. you guys. <laughs> except for you. We love you. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.